Hello and welcome to The Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you for inviting me. And I just want to say this will be the first time I'm, uh, I will be speaker in English. And <laughs> I am very exciting. And I am also very afraid to do a lot of grammar's mistake <laughs> so i hope you will understand and if not just uh feel free to stop me in any part of uh the talking and and i am sure god gonna talk for me now so i just want to pray to be open to hear what he wants me to say okay so uh My sponsor taught me that before I'm like uh, starting to talk about any subject, I want to make sure you understand I am very, I'm a real sexaholic. I'm sexaholic exactly uh, like you. I'm very, very sick person um, who, who have the miracle of sobriety for one more day and that I'm here I have the grace of my higher power to be here and so from since I remember myself I I very like as a sexual subject I really uh, I was interested to know like more and more about and about this subject i uh push uh when i you know when i played with my friends i pushed to do sexual things together and it's very funny because it was even before i knew what sex mean like or what a sexual relationship mean like but i really uh, i was drawn to uh you know naked uh pictures and like it was very exciting me and um and as a, a real addict i uh i was needed to more and more uh from my drug like if the beginning was enough you know just uh fantasies and you know a little bit touch myself and a little bit romantic movies so when my disease got prog- progress it wasn't enough and I discovered uh, por- uh, pornography and masturbation and when like in uh, each time I discovered a new thing uh, so I couldn't go back like, the old things wasn't enough anymore and I need more and more more exciting more dangerous more 
um, Harding and I just needed to be more strong. And in the beginning, uh, it was like, okay, I'm sexual gore. Okay, that's like I thought. I know today. I don't know. It's it's uh, sounds for me very funny, but I thought like, okay, God have made few mistakes with me, so I'm a sexual girl. I don't know. I don't think there there is sexual girl. My mom taught me that girls are not sexual. This is not like we don't want sex. Okay, so. <laughs> So, okay, so there is like a few things that not okay with me. And that's uh, because, I don't know, but when things go, when, you know, my disease got progressed. Uh, so I, uh, it's, uh, you know, I start to follow after guys I was obsessed with and watch the windows of uh, people's houses. And I was desperate to, to relationship with, uh, relationships with a uh, few guys. And I, I was, I, I, I want to uh, satisfy my disease. And I was willing to do everything for that. I was willing to, you know, give up my family, give up my life just to get another um, dose of, of lust. I just wanted so hard. And I, I hated myself. I just, I don't want to live anymore. I, I, I don't, I, I couldn't stop. I start masturbate everywhere in a public places and you know after i was acted out it was like what the matter with you what are you thought to yourself and like after i was trying to pursue women i didn't even know to go to her house and and uh, uh do sex i was like i don't understand myself it was against all my beliefs and I was so ashamed and I was, I feel a um, bad person. And, um, you know, before I will talk about solution, I just want to say that before recovery, I thought like I have two problems. No, I have a lot of problems. I was <laughs> a problematic uh, uh, woman, but <laughs> one very mainly and uh, fundamentally was that I hadn't, um, I hadn't um, self, um, like I didn't um, self-confident. Um, I, I hadn't self-confident and that was my problem. And that's why I was running away and blah, blah, blah. But it was like a main problem. And that's what I was sure. When I came to SA, you told me, no, you don't have a self-confidence problem. Like the answer for your problem is not more self-confidence, but the answer for your problem is uh, God or higher power confidence because it's higher power how you uh, got 
got it. And and so I came to SA and I I hear you talking and I I was identified with everything and like there was people that was much more older than me they was guy and you know and women that could be uh uh like very old not like older than me and with you know different story and different like kind of acting out but it was my disease it, it was me i could relate every detail even though it was in uh else country or it wasn't my story but i felt like you uh telling my story and um and when i came and when i start working the steps so first of all we talked about you know powerless over lust and that i can't manage lust i can't I, I can't be tolerance with lust. Uh, if I trying to take some lust, I will lasting till the death. Like I, I can't do that for just just a little bit. And but the second step talk about higher part that greater than me that can. Uh, keep me sober and you know I had a lot of like I was reluctant to take the the second step because I thought like you know I came from religious religious uh, family you know I grew up in a re religious uh, environment and and God didn't help me so I don't I don't think I I trust God but you you told me you know just try it just just believe that it might be um it might be higher power than you and you don't have to understand okay so it was for me in the beginning the higher power that i don't understand but you were there and you were sober and happy and you have a good life and i want what you have so i was i was willing to take the steps and i start to see um how how much uh old beliefs i have about this higher power the third steps uh talked about talking about you know giving my life to this this higher power and that was for me it was like um it was a revolution, you know, like I don't understand that I was focused in myself for my whole life. I don't understand it. I, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't understood that. Like I didn't understood that for my whole life. I just thought about myself uh, in every situation, you know, I thought I'm helping to other people. So I might thought about them. I was, you know, I was gracious and kind. And, you know, that's what I thought. But when I read with my sponsor uh, the, the big book um, chapter, 
that talking about the third step and about uh, self-centeredness. That was, it was like, I, I identified with everything. And then my sponsor stopped and say, this is our spiritual disease. And this is your real problem. This is our real problem. Our real problem is that we are all the time thinking about my, ourselves and we can't see uh, other people around us. And that is what, um, uh, that it was, um, makes me feel that I am disconnected to my higher power. And this is your problem. This is our problem. And the solution, this is just one problem. And that is a problem. And you run away to last uh, because you feel disconnected from your higher power. And the solution, this is just one solution to, to connect it back to this higher power. Um, and that's not going to be so, like, it is a simple problem. Program. I just need to work the steps. But I have so big e ego that don't want me to work the steps. And, and that is a little bit less simple for, uh, for someone like me that, you know, in every social situation, I just thought, what everyone here think about me? I know they look about me. So this is also what part of my disease. It's the want that other people will last after me. Like I'm lasting after other people and other people lasting after me as Roy K um, write very uh, uh, articulate in the white book. But, um, but there is also just the thought about myself all the time. You know, I, I went to social um, meetings and I just suffered. And I suffered because all what I thought about was myself. And most of the time was negative thoughts, like, oh, they might think I'm not worth their um, uh, attention. Or there was a lot of negative thoughts. And, you know, this came from my ego because if uh, it was came from my higher power, so who I am to say if I'm worth or not. If I am my higher powers, uh, uh, child so I am not I am not in position to decide if I am okay or not I have no I, I don't have the ability to do that um, so I'm working the steps so I work the step 4 to 12 to uh, give my higher power my life and that was really hard and when I really don't want to do uh, amends or to give up character defects and I really want to you know just cut, uh, you know cut it in my uh, hand and I really don't want to keep going in the steps so um, I had a lot of reminders for my sexaholic's brain and how much I need God today um, so even today I went to the library to um, um, study and you know that come like very strong thoughts about uh last situation and and i was like 
Um, and it was like, thanks God, thank you, thank you for reminding me that I'm so sick and I so need you. And I am grateful that I have very uh, description mind and I can't deny the fact that I am still the same sick sexaholic. But I want to say for the people who mourn you here that it's not the same as I came to the program. I feel um, amazing and unbelievable victory over lust. I, I can be in situations that in the past I thought it's not like there is no option that I will not last in this situation. And I think, you know, I, I look afterward and say, whoa, oh my gosh, God, you are awesome. Like, I don't, <laughs> it's just, I, I, I can't, I can't believe that, um, that I didn't thought about last. In, in other situations, I have the thoughts and this is not dramatic at all because I just can't stop and say, God, I need you. And I just wanna, um, okay, so for me, I need to keep developing my spiritual life. And that means that I'm living in uh, steps 10 to 11 every day. That means I have to keep doing inventory and I have to do, you know, um, daily review before I'm starting the day. And all, all that is just because I want to live today in the um, saying, God, I am yours. You gave me one more day of sobriety. You gave me one more day of life, life because for me, to lasting and acting with in, in lust was not to live my life. It was to live next to my life. I was pretty dead, you know? Like, I was, you know, my heart was, like, worked. And I could breathe physically. But I, I couldn't feel my feelings. And I couldn't, I don't know, I, I couldn't be uh, here. And now I was all the time in, in my brain. And one of the greatest gifts for, gift for me in recovery is to, you know, starting to see other people around me, to be in a social uh, meeting and, and ask my higher power, what you want me to be here? What you want me to say here? Um, and just ask, how can I serve you here? And I heard one old timer that say that her higher power give her one more uh, sober day and she want to give him back this day. And yesterday I planned, I planned my day and I say, I will wake up in this time and then I will do that and that. And, you know, and I didn't wake up in this time. And I was, uh, I was in the bed, very lazy and say, uh, I, you know, I'm not in my schedule anyway. I'm a failure, you know, all the thoughts here. And 
And then it was like the realization that, God, I am yours. I am yours. You know what? I'm going to wake up now and I'm going to do the best that I can. And the results is on you. You know what? If you don't, you know, I'm like, I'm preparing to attest that basically, you know, it's like uh, accepting to the university and I basically wait to be able to um, attend to this test three years and, you know, five. Okay, thank you. And it's like, it's felt like very uh, huge thing. And, you know, and I'm trying to make a schedule. And, and, and that's, uh, and that is really, um, you know, relaxing to know that, but I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to, to make your schedule. And if you don't want the schedule to work, this on you. I am not responsible for the results of my life. I am not responsible for that. You know what? If I hurt someone, someone else, I'm here to do amend. And I'm responsible to, to take care of my, um, of my behavior. But I just want to remember today that my primary purpose in my life is to serve my higher power. And I... You know, my sponsor told me before, like when I when I started preparing to this test, I told my sponsor, I am so nervous and I can't learn because I'm so nervous to 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 not, you know, to not succeed in in this exam, in this test. And she told me, Odea, this is the measurement for um success and failure it's different today when we are in recovery the success means that i uh this situation helped me uh, get closer to my higher power the failure means it's not <laughs> and this is so uh new for me you know because i i thought success means that i have very high grades and all the people around me think I am so awesome and smart and and this is not how I want to measure success today. Success for me means I am it's helped me get close to my higher power. And unfortunately two weeks ago I ended a relationship. I started a romantic relationship that this is an, a miracle, you know, itself. Like, I'm sexolic. How could I be in a romantic relationship? This is, this is insane. This is just my higher power uh, deeds. Like, I, I can't do that. And I, I was able to go through the pain and, and through all the feelings and I was able to feel in love and, and, you know, just accept all the feelings and understand this. One minute, the time over. Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and just accept that 
you know, I cried. I cried a lot. And that is a gift because like I, I couldn't stay in the pain and not, you know, run and acting out and just I don't want to feel anything. And and I and I and I told well, a lot of essay members that I talked with that I don't want to feel anything. I really don't want to feel, but I know I'm going to feel that and I'm going through these feelings because my higher power with me and I'm not alone. And my primary purpose and maybe the only purpose today is to do his will. And I know that after the pain will be a lot of uh, new thoughts and and a lot of things I, I'm going to learn from this relationship. And that helps me to get, to get closer to my higher power because that's helped me to see how any nobody else can feel the hole in my soul just my higher power and it helps me to to trust him more and so that that's all i got and thank you for having me here that's all thank you so much hey good morning uh or good afternoon uh, this is uh, Kelvin in uh, in Baltimore. Uh, Gaya, I just want to thank you for uh, leading, uh, sharing your experience, strength, and hope. Uh, I really appreciate you and just how you share uh, your message. Uh, I, I can I can relate to it. Even being a male, the beautiful thing about this program is just because you're a female doesn't mean that I I, I can't identify in with with what what has transpired in your life and especially as we stay on the road of recovery there's there's more similarities uh one of the things that uh i've been challenged with especially on these phone meetings is you know being not being as graphic as i uh would in a in a face-to-face -face world and what that means is i i have to remind myself that not everybody has my my same experience and so if i say something that may be uh graphic in description it might be triggering to someone else and and when and when i had taken a call from another member and they shared that hey that language to them although you're using it to describe your lust and how it affects because of me being in the military or being in jail as a, as a correction officer, somebody else may be triggered by that. So I'm reminded that I, I do need to be sensitive to uh, how I describe certain uh, aspects of my lust because it could be triggered. Uh, I do need to be sensitive to that. Uh, but I do thank you. I, I've been sexually sober, but not well since December the 7th of 2020. And I'm grateful that my friend uh, Eve uh, text me and said, uh, where are you at? Join the call. So I'm here. Thank you. Thank you, Calvin. And I believe Rajna, you're next. Did you have a question for Odea? You're muted, Rajna. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you, Nancy, for your service and beautiful share, Odea. Uh, I think, um, I complete my one year today and uh, your share was what I needed to hear actually. My primary purpose and getting more closer to uh, 
to our um, higher power or god uh, whatever you have the understanding about it so yeah beautiful uh, i have one question is i heard that you are doing your steps uh, maybe again maybe first time i don't know but i am going through uh, my steps for the first time in uh, first time as a journey as well um i'm still on step 0 i really feel very bad but uh, not to go in guilt that i'm still on step 0 not because my sponsor has given or assigned me with whatever work she has given but it was about me also you know i was very very diligent and very regular in the beginning in the initial days last year for 3 4 months then i had you know many many reasons for that that why i am going slow or still not going beyond that uh, i am about to finish maybe in a day or two but what is your idea of being consistent uh, in doing your steps and moving forward you know we do steps but you know same pages same chapters and you want to write more you want to reflect more and yeah thanks thanks dan so uh, i want to have your idea how you do or how you did thank you thank you for your question um so i i i think that from first grade i didn't do homework like i am not persistent uh women women okay so <laughs> i thought when i start working with my sponsor that it's there is no option i'm going to finish the steps because i don't know like i i couldn't do persist i i, I couldn't be persistent ever in anything and you know for me it sounds uh, crazy but the fact that i had very very um that my disease get got very progressed uh was a gift i had the gift of desperation and i know that it just you know it kick my you know my ass just work <laughs> steps and and um my sponsor in another program told me to work the steps for 30 minutes every day at least 5 days uh a week uh she's a very tough one uh but it it was helped me i you know i just put a timer like in the meeting 30 minutes after 30 minutes i'm going to close the notebook and i'm i'm going and it was very helpful for me to for the resistance just you know using um very external tools like uh timer like uh, uh going and sit in a um, in a um you know in, on coffee in coffee uh somewhere else outside my my house and just you know remind my first steps god i don't have the willing to do the first steps i hate the first steps i don't like the feeling that came with the first steps but if i will not do that i'm going to acting out and my disease is progress and i know i'm not gonna get alive from this disease so it was like you know in terms of death and life it's might here very um extreme uh but for me it was very helpful to understand the, the first steps and that i i can't and i need i need my higher power i hope it was helpful 
Yeah, thank you. You mean self motivation? Yeah, thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Thank you, Odaya and Rajna. Claudia, you're up next. Thank you, Nancy, for the service. Thank you, Odaya, for your share. I was really, I'm really grateful to hear you. And yeah, I needed everything what you shared. <laughs> I needed really every single sentence and I'm really touched because, yeah, I'm not new in the program. <laughs> and sometimes I'm, yeah, I need to hear this like bread because I believe, okay, now I'm, I'm in the program for so long time. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not true. I, I'm just sober for the day and every day is a new day. And I really realize that it does not help me how long I'm sober. That's that's not really important. <laughs> uh, it's just for the day. Yeah. And I want to ask you, how are you praying? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your question. Actually, um, I asked my sponsor. She told me all the time, take it to your higher power. Take it to your higher power. And, you know, I feel very dumb to ask the question. But I, 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 I asked her, like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know how to do that. And um, so this is very, I really like this question. Um, I'm talking to my higher power. Is with me all the time, you know. Like I have a few descriptions that really help me to believe the new beliefs I develop in here in the program. Uh, so there is a description of just you know a huge hands, and you know, um, and I just uh, thinking about how my higher power hugged me and and you know put the hands on my shoulder and just uh, the feel of the worms and the worm and so i talk to my higher power i have a religious praise that also um helps me to connect to the new higher power it takes me time in the beginning i was very um i have a lot of um you know, I, I I don't I don't want to pray my religious prayers, and that was okay. I just put it aside, and after a few years, now I can you know just come back and pray the prayers. Um, I also one more thing that helped me, it's just the silence. I hated the silence before recovery i couldn't stand that i couldn't be with myself so now i'm trying to put timer with five minutes at least every day just you know just breathe just trying to be mindful and from the silence i can hear uh his direction i do believe that the promise the promises of the nine steps is true and that I I starting to hear his direction and I starting to hear what he wants from me and 
So the silence helps me just feel, just uh, hearing you. Thank you so much, Adia. Very helpful. Thank you, Claudia. Um, Annie, but I don't think I'm saying your name right, from Germany. Thank you, Nancy. It's Enne. Enne, um, Enne. Oh, thank you for your service. And thank you, Odea, for your share. Um, just beautiful. Um, and I could identify with a lot. And um, I've, I've, I found a lot of helpful inspiration in it. Like when you were triggered, uh, just that you say, I need you, God. That is something that I'm taking with me today. Um, uh, the, uh, the question that I have, um, if I understood you right, you said um, that you can be in situations today without having to lust that you, that you couldn't, like in early recovery or even, of course, before recovery. Um, if you had an example for that. I was wondering if you had an example for a situation like that. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if this example, um, you know, there is like the uh, usual example that, you know, I am in, uh, I'm alone in my room, in my apartment with a computer and I don't think even to open a pornography website. And it's just, for me, it just, you know, it just, I didn't even think about that. This is amazing for me, but in my religious, um, so there is like uh, forbidden to do sex before wedding. I just, you know, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, her brother is get married today. Uh, she's she's also sexaholic and and you know we just talked about that i i was uh coming to weddings and just fantasy about the bride and the broom you know just think about how they going to do and you know it, it was what i think for the whole wedding and i experienced wedding that i can that i didn't thought about that i didn't even need to pray to pray for the for uh, the people, I just didn't think about that. It just was in the here and now. And a lot of wedding, it's it's came to my mind, and and that's also fine. It's not mean that my recovery is not good. Just uh, it also was amazing to see that it it I can you know there is a situation without there is a wedding without fantasies. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, Odea and Anne, and uh, Alicia, you're next. Hey, Odea, thank you very much for your share and for your honesty and uh, vulnerability. And uh, I can really relate with um, uh, with uh, um, with your share and uh, um, and I would to ask you about acceptance because as a big book um, says is the key acceptance is the key and uh, you know um, you say that you you were nice and so um, if I understood well how can I be a sexaholic so and uh, also for me um, it. Mm, you know, sometimes it's really hard in my deed. You know, I did my step one, but in my 
unconscious. It's so hard to admit that I am, um, I am a sex, I am a sexholic, and I have this brain. Uh, you know, it's not a problem of, on my foot. Okay, it's it's my brain. So it, it's it's a it's a big problem. And um, so my question is how uh, how how um, uh, um, what uh, what uh, did you help? What uh, what uh, helped you to accept your disease? And if you if you have uh, some example, thank you. Thank you for your question. So, first of all, I just want to say that the more I am relating to higher to greater power than me and power of love, power who wants me to be sober today, power he, who stronger than everything, power who have all the strength in the world, he can keep me sober in mind. And I know that in the first time I came to SA and I understand that my problem is lust and it's not just stop masturbate and I need to stop fantasy. I started to cry because it was, you know, it was how I deal with my life. It was how I deal with pain. And I, I didn't understand how could I live without that? How could I live without lust? It was, it was for me, like you cutting, you know, part of my body and my higher power can, and I can't. So it just, for me, just working the steps. I know it sounds like the solution. It's definitely just working the steps because then I can, you know, be more, just feel more that I have higher power that can uh, do that for me. And when I am in step one, I don't have the access for this higher power. You know, I just, I didn't have the access because the steps, it just remove all the obstacles uh, for the connection with my higher power. Um, and you know, this is a very good question about acceptness. I can tell you that, you know, I just look on my insanity behavior uh, toward last. And, and, this, I, I, and I could see that as the big book uh, telling us, we are not like, like regular, we are not like all, all the people, like we are not uh, regular people. We are not healthy people. I, I was so, I, I am so insane in the um, matter of last Like I can't stop. I can't control it. I, I think it will save my life. I think I have it and I have it now, you know, but I don't know. I think there is, maybe I am wrong and I really like to hear another answer maybe after the, uh, the meeting, but I think that there is like kind of gift for me to just be willing to stop fighting the thought that I have to be like other people and to accept that I am crazy people. I am crazy woman. I am sexaholic. And just, you know, screaming, I am sexaholic. I am not like other people. And 
I am sick. And that's okay because I am not bad woman who who trying to be a good woman, as one old timer uh, loved to say in his talks. But I am sick woman who trying to get better, and and I'm okay. I'm okay. And I think that also, except from. I know it's not cheer to say it's God's gift for me just to believe that. But I think to hear, you know, people that are uh, talking about their loss, how they lost him, was very good for me just to, you know, just to, to say, okay, I'm not alone. I have this, you know, I'm, I'm like them. And that's okay. Um, how it was well helpful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Lecce and Odea. Um, we are now open for some anyone that is less than 30 days of sobriety that would like to ask a question. Hi, my name is Lee and I'm a real sexaholic. Uh, I uh, really appreciated your talk. I thought about when you spoke uh, about your English, uh, what I know about Hebrew I can't imagine trying to learn how to speak that. Uh, that would just be overwhelming. But anyway, congratulations on your English. I remember uh, having a talk uh, after a meeting with Harvey uh, early on uh, in my recovery, and we were talking about the disease being progressive. And you mentioned that everything, you had to get something new and something bigger and that, and, that. and Harvey talks about that all the time. Uh, but what I think is a good thing to remember what you said, and this is just a comment, is you made the comment that not only is the disease progressive, but recovery is progressive. And, uh, and that is something uh, I think is important to hold on to and be grateful for uh, because uh, the fear of the disease, yeah, it's progressive, but uh, hanging in there uh, gives you that, uh, that example that you put and you probably have more, uh, but uh, I like to hang on to the idea that recovery is progressive as long as we pursue it. So that's all. It's just a comment. I appreciate your uh, saying that. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lee. I've got, um, I've got a question. Actually, I've got a million questions. But um, you talked about in the morning and at night, um, like looking ahead to your day and then reviewing your day at the end. Um, can you talk about what you do during that time? Yes. Um, so, I have very messy um, ring. So I know that what works for me today, and it's all the time changes. And and this is very um, it's gift of recovery for me to be willing to try something and understand that maybe tomorrow it's going to change. I talked to my sponsee that came to, to that, you know, going through the 12 steps and came to leaving 10 to 12. And she was like, 
I don't know what I'm what I'm supposed to do because like you know it's the steps that you can't call me and ask me Onea so what is the next task like I I don't have the task you have the task you have to ask your higher power that's all that all, all I got and you know we we keep developing in in recovery but it's you know it's the steps of the all old all, all older people like <laughs> so what works for, for, for me today it's I have a list I have uh I don't know how to say it in English but I have a board uh like in a class in my room and I have a list of few things that I'm doing uh every day and one of them is to the it's the inventory of the night before I'm going to sleep that a lot of times I'm doing that uh in the morning because in the night it's a lot of times destructive this uh destructive um um inventory and not um you know it's um not good inventory in the night and so i'm doing this in the mornings and i'm thinking about my day and i'm just you know actually i read the pages in the big book uh 84 to 88 uh, and I'm, I'm just reading that I'm just ask my higher power to direct my thinking and I'm thinking about my uh, character defects and I ask him to uh, divorce my thinking from this uh, uh, kind of you know ways of uh, of uh, thinking and what I'm you know technically what I what I what I need to do today uh, if it works and work and and other uh, things I need to do, and I pray. It's I'm trying to keep it simple, so I'm just pray for my higher part. Please help me to see how can I be love and tolerance, and how can I, you know, be in service for the people I'm going to meet today. Sometimes there is something very clear that came up to me, like. Maybe I should ask the secretary how how she's going, or maybe I can be kind and ask um, the people, someone that I I worked with, if you want, I will uh, uh, give him a cup of water. But it can be a little thing. Sometimes it's something else. Um, except from that, I'm reading uh, spiritual literature every day. Uh, I'm writing a gratitude list. Um, I'm doing meditation and I'm trying to do yoga. I know it's not program uh, act, <laughs> but it's really helped me. You know, it's like part of my program is take care of myself. And yeah, that's that. I just want to say that I, in my list, there are like 10 minutes of uh, working the steps. And that's mean not working the steps, but like I'm trying to develop my spiritual uh, life. So it can be, for me now, I'm, I'm reading um, pages of that some alcoholic write in the... Um, uh, I, I think more than three years ago about the traditions 
and that is very helpful for me. Um, I'm learning from that a lot. So I'm doing this 10 minutes a day. Thank you, Odea. <laughs> um, we still have time for one or two questions if somebody would like to ask. Yes, I, I... Go ahead, buddy. Yes. Uh, thank you, Odea. Something you just said just now um, really resonated with me. You said yoga, I know it's not part of the program, but it is. We have a spiritual, emotional, and physical disease. And this disease lives in my body. I have to take care of my body. I have to do physical activity as a part of my regular healing process. So you choose yoga. I go to the gym. I lift weights. I ride the bicycle. I try to get outside a lot. I do a lot of physical activities. It is part of my program. It is part of my higher power's will for me to take care of my body. Um, the other thing you said really resonated, um, feelings. I still today, I'm old, but I still have feelings today that come up from my childhood. And I hate them. They, they hurt. They're really hard. They confuse me. They don't make sense. But what I have to do is I have to allow myself just to feel what I'm feeling. And again, it goes toward that I have a physical disease. I suffered a lot of abuse as a child. I abused myself in my early life. I have to just let myself feel the feelings and just stay with them and pray through them. Um, so so I, I identify with just everything you said. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.